Bavakama, Daf Lamad Zayin Rebbeis by the Mishnah. We're chazering it a little bit. We did this last week, but it's nice to see it again because it flows into the Gemara Daf Lamad Ches. Shor, Shor Yisrael, or he says he changes the gears of the Bach, changes it to Shor Shel Hedyot, a Shor of a plain fellow. Shenagach Shor Shel Hegdish that damages the Shor Shel Hegdish. Shel Hegdish Shenagach Lashor Shel Hedyot or um, Hegdish. That damages a shorshal hedgehog is part of hegdish, of course, is the monetary rishus, the monetary arm of the base of Migdash. So, a shor that belongs to the base of Migdash essentially, bedekabayas, um, or a base of Migdash is, is, um, damages, is damaged or damages his part How do you know? Because it says in the Pazik, kigach shor ish as shore ehu. When a man's shor damages shor ehu, the shor of his friend or of his peer, below shor shel hegdish, but that comes to exclude a shor shel hegdish. Then it says like this: Shor Yisrael, a shor owned by a Jewish fellow, shenagach that damages the shor shel kenani, a shor of a kenani is potter. The shor kenani shenagach shor Yisrael when a kenani. Who damages Shoshli Yisrael? Bain Tam Bain Muad Meshalem Nezik Shalom. He needs to pay Nezik Shalom. We see the reasons for this, for all of this in the Gemara. So the Gemara says like this: Masnisin. Apparently, the Mishnah, the Lo Gabi Shimon Ben Menasia, is not of the same opinions of Shimon Menasia the Tanya. Shoshel Hedyot, a private Shor, a Shor belonging to a private fellow. Shnagel Shoshel Hegdish, Shoshel Hegdish, Shnagel Shoshel Hedyot, Potter. But just like our Mishnah said, this is a brisa though. Shenema shorayev v'lo shor shel hegdish, the shor of your colleague, but not a shor shel hegdish. The word reayu comes to exclude something which is not privately owned; it's owned by the hegdish corporation. Reb Shimon Benasia Omer, shor shel hegdish, shenagach shor shel hedyo patra. I agree that if a shor of hegdish damages shor of hedyo patra, but the other way around. But a shoshal hedger that damages shoshal hegdish, bain tam bain muad, mishalim nezik shalim. Whether the shor is a tam or it is a muad, needs to pay nezik shalim. Okay, now the more asks a question. Amri, Micah's of Rabbi Shimon. What's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon? If the word re'eu is to be taken literally, even if a Private shard damages a shard belonging to Hagdish should be potter. Mira'eu lavdafka, whenever Re'eu is not to be taken literally, there's a different reason why the word Re'eu was used, but not in the literal sense. And Afilo de Hagdish, Nami, Kinagach, the Hedyot, Lechayev. Even a shard of Hagdish that damages a shard of Hedyot should be Chayev. So he, the Gemara doesn't understand at first glance the split of Rabbi Shimon and Manasseh. Why is it when a shoshal hegdish damages his potter, but yet a, shor, uh, uh, a shoshal hegdish damages a shoshal hegdish his potter, but a shoshal hegdish damages a shoshal hegdish is chayim. If you want to say this, la'olam kasavar, in actuality he holds re'eu dafka. Really, re'eu is dafka. It means only if you damage a colleague, are you chayiv, but if you damage hegdish, it really should be potter. However, if a shor of a private individual damages a shor of hedger, the for the following reason, he's chayiv mishum 
He learns it out of a Kalvachomer, which we know from davening every morning is a Diraisa. We learn out halachas from a Kalvachomer. The um, Kalvachomer, the Hedjo. He's learning out of a Kalvachomer Hedjo. Here's the Kalvachomer. If a private, a shorum by a private person damages his fellow's shor, also owned by a private person, if it damages hegdish, certainly he should be mechayev. Now that would be a good kavachomer, except we have the principle of dayo that we have come across. Rav Tarfin and the Rabbana, we had it in the second parak. But the Gemara says, Dayo, Dayo lovem in Adin, Leo's Kanot, meaning you can't draw out of a Kavachomer more than the principle from which the lesson is learned. So, Ma Hedjot, Ma just like when a shore damages a shore of a private person, damages a shore of a private person, Tam Chatsi Nezek. If it's a Tam, he only pays Chatsi Nezek. So, Achinami Chatsi Nezek. So, therefore, Hashem and should have learned. That a shor hedjo that damages a shor of hegdush if it's a tam pays chasidezik. Only when it becomes a muid does it pay nezik shalim. So this cannot be the reason. So as we explained last week, Ella Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish explains that the following: Hakol Hayu Bechlal Nezik Shalom. This is a fascinating machlokas between the Chachamim and Reb Shimon ben Menasya. Remember the Chachamim. Hold it both ways. Hegdush damaging Hedjo, Hedjo damaging Hegdush is Potter. Shimon like this. Meaning, without any Pasik to exclude, I would have said automatically that everyone pays Nezik Shalim. A Shor Hedjo, whether it's a Tam or a Muin, pays Nezik Shalim. That's what I would have said. When the Pasik mentioned the word Re'ehu, uh, said the word re'eyu, specified re'eyu, as far as the tam is concerned. Um, re'eyu, re'eyu, who the tam is shalem, chatzinezik. Only as far as re'eyu, tam pays chatzinezik, meaning the tam would have paid nezik shalem. The Torah said the word re'eyu in reference to tam, and therefore I say that re'eyu, uh, only where it's a tam, does it pay chatzinezik. Miklal. The Hegdish, Bain Tam Bain Muin, Mishalem, Nezik Shalem. Hegdish, whether it's a Tam or it's a Muin, pays Nezik Shalem. So the Torah says, I'm excluding. Hashem says, I'm going to exclude what you would have thought. You would have thought that a Tam pays Nezik Shalem. I'm going to exclude only in one specific case a Hedjot damaging a Hedjot, and the animal that damages is a Tam, pays Chatsi Nezik. Everyone else, by default, needs to pay Nezik Shalem. Okay? The Imkain, if it wouldn't be that way, Nichtav Kra, Lahai Re'eyu, Gabi Muid. You should have said that word Re'eyu only by Muid. You should not have said it by Tam. Since the Torah said it specifically by Tam, we see that the Torah meant to exclude Tam from paying Nezik Shalem. Which Tam? Tom of a hedgehog, but not Tom of a of uh, of English. That's included in the default. So you pay Nezik Shalem. Okay. All right. 
from the payment of Nazik Shalim only by Re'eyo. But everything else, the Hegdush is not excluded. Team Cain, if you want to tell me that by Re'eyo, Re'eyo Pater is Nazik um, also by Hegdush, the Lipater Bon, coming to Pater, uh, the other way, it's coming to Pater, a, a hedgehog from paying altogether, let's say by Muit. Now here's Josh's Kasha. Frank Josh and Fred Rashi, I will hegdish behedjot patr, the hegdish afilu mechla muid lehaya. Hegdish is not even included in the concept of muid. The lekula meimar, behuid bevalav. Remember, it says in the Pasik, this is Perak Chaf Aleph, Pasik Lamid Fav. Okay? Um, Later on, I'm sorry, that's a, a later passage. It says, mm-hmm. It says, it's talking about by Kofar. It says that when uh, a person, when, when a, um, when a, uh, a shore does major damage and says, mm-hmm. and kills somebody actually. So it says a Lushan of, mm-hmm. since it says, mm-hmm. then the, the, um, the um, then, then that excludes Hegdish. Take a look at Perik Chav Beis, Pasik. Let's do from Chav Ches. It says, Kigach Shar is Ish, Oas Ish of If a Shar gores a man or a woman and the victim dies, so call you Shar. The Shar is stoned, and its flesh is not eaten, it's completely, com- completely off limits. The Valashar does not need to, is not killed in Bezden. Bezden doesn't give him capital punishment, doesn't even pay. But the Mishar Nagahu, here's Pazik Chavtes, the Mishar Nagahu Mitzmol Shilsham, if the Shar is a gorer from yesterday before, means he's a muad, the Huad is the crucial word, Biv'alav, and he is a muad, Biv'alav, by his owner, below Yishmareno, and the owner doesn't watch him. Hegdish, being a corporation, does not have an individual bow. And even Shutfin are considered Bavalav. But Hegdish does not have an individual bow. It's a corporation. So it's excluded from the word Bivalav. Below Yishmareno. And he doesn't watch it. And we say, um uh kills a man or woman. I show you Sakel, the shar is is stone, the gambal of Yumas, and the owner is killed, not really killed, but the owner does suffer um, uh, payment. He has to pay coffee. Anyway, so that's how Rashi tells you that Hegdish damaging Hedyo is not required to pay because it's not Biva Allah. Okay. Good question. Okay. How does the yes. author... How does the author of the Mishnah, uh, what's prove that? Well, yeah. How does he 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 prove that uh, a person that damages hectish is putter? Where where does right. he learn that? Good question. The answer is it depends on your perspective. Rabbi Shimon Manasseh learns the default is everyone is chayev. Rabbanu learned the default the default is everybody is putter. And therefore, when it says Re'eyu, it's coming to say that only a Re'eyu is Chayiv, 
but everyone else is automatically potter. So it depends. You're right. So on both sides, they both have the same pasuk, but their their starting points are different. Okay. Now, why the Rabbanon hold the starting point is here? Shimon and I sell the starting point. That's a different discussion. But this is this is what the Gemara says, right? The Gemara, by the way, if you notice from the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't explain Rabbanon's position at all. The Gemara yeah. just says it's it's uh, just says the word Re'eyu. It excludes excludes Shalhegdish. That's it. The Gemara doesn't discuss um, the Rabbanon now. Now that Rabbi Shimon Manasi has set a point, how do you Rabbanon respond to it? Gemara doesn't even discuss it because it's self-evident. Okay? Yeah, my All question right. really wasn't a good question. The Pasuk says it. No, it's a very good question. It's an important question. What do you mean it wasn't a good question? Not sure. Where do you start from? Where do you start from? Okay, very good. Now we're up to Daflam and Chesam and Olive, and this is where we ended last week. So let's see a brand new Gemara. Which we have not. Uh, how does he actually? How does Rav Shimon Manasse, What does he do with the word reyehu? He says it only applies to. to... Reyehu means your colleague. Colleague meaning your fellow, your fellow man, not hegdish. So really, so you would think as a teach him in that situation. To teach you that, uh, that the Torah is limiting damage from Nezik Shalom. The Torah is limiting it down to Chatzin Nezik. Tom versus Muad? Well, um, it teaches us that oh, by Shor, it teaches us Chatsi Nezek by Shor Isha Shor Eyu. Only. Otherwise, you'd pay Nezek Shalem. Remember, if Shimon Nasi starts up with Nezek Shalem, everyone pays Nezek Shalem. Now we're going to reduce this. And we're going to say that by Tom, big Kiddush, that Tom damages Re'eyu, pays Chatsi Nezek. Huge Kiddush. But everything else is going to pay Nezik Shalem. This concept of Chansi Nezik is, is a very big Kiddush. Okay. Right? On your own, you never would have said that. So, Rabbanan say, I wouldn't have said damages at all. Now, the Torah tells us whatever the damages are. It's a very interesting perspective. It's, it's, um, uh, it's, it, if you were a philosopher, you could learn a lot from this um, these two different perspectives. Okay, we're not learning philosophy. We're learning Gemara. Okay. Ready to move uh, further? Now, what does the second part of the Mishnah say? The second part of the Mishnah says... Sorry. The headset fell. Shor shall Yisrael shal nagach l'shor shal kanani is potter. A shor of Yisrael that damages shor shal kanani is potter to pay. Pays Nezik Shalem regardless. Now, this seems to be um, illogical. Let's take a look at the more explains it. Amri, they ask a question. Whichever way you want to look at it, the more understood that the word Re'ehu is the exclusion. Re'ehu refers to a colleague, colleague meaning a Jewish friend. So, um, someone who's Jewish. So here, you don't have, uh, Re'eyu does not refer to a guy, so you're excluding non-Jews. Okay, once you're excluding non-Jews, so then it should be putter all around. So this seems to be uh, self-contradictory. So as Umar says, Whichever way you look at it, there's a difficulty. 
Dafka. If you want to tell me Re'eh was taken seriously, then the Kanani, Kinogach di Yisrael, Namili Pater. When a Kanani damages a Shosh Yisrael, it should be Pater because he is not Re'ehu. Re'ehu love Dafka. I'm going to say Re'ehu is not to be taken literally. Afilu di Yisrael, Kinogach di Kanani, Nechayev. If Yisrael damages a Kanani, then he should also be Chayev. Amar Abu. Hashem went and he measured the land. And he was Yater Goyim. We'll see what this means. Yater. What does the word Yater mean? He saw the seven mitzvahs that Hashem mandated for all people, everyone who exists in the world. Is responsible for these seven minutes. Was Kivan Shalokiyamu, since they did not um, follow the Shavu Mitzvah the Kananim did not follow Shavu Mitzvah Ahmad Behitir Mamonan Liyisrael. He went and he was Matir the moment to Israel. Tyson points out it doesn't mean that you're allowed to steal money from a guy because Ganevas Akom, according to the Rambam, is Asr Midi Araisa, as with the Shulchanach Paskins. It means that for damages, that, that you're right, Re'eu is Dafka. And um, Re'eu should be that, uh, um, that uh, Re'eu in this case is love Dafka, I'm sorry. That a Shor Shal Kanani, that's Nagech Shoshi Yisrael, needs to pay Nazik Shalom. Really? Shoshi Yisrael, that's Nagech Shoshi Kanani, also needs to pay Nazik Shalom because Re'eu is love Dafka. However, there's a special thing, Akadosh Baruchum was forgave the damages that a yid does in a kananim because he saw in a kananim do not keep Shabbat Mrs. bin Neinoyach. Okay? Now, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochanan says, Mehacha, from here. Okay? Um, yeah. Hofiyah um, Meharparan, he, uh, Hashem, this is a Pasuk in Devarim. Hashem came, the word Hafia, at first, on this, the way he literally translated it, it means he came forth, so to speak, um, from Harparan. Miparan, Hofia, Mimamon, Shal Yisrael. Hofia means to reveal. That's what it means. He came forth. He revealed. So the word Hofia means. He revealed their moment to Israel. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi's atop. Hofia Gila Mamon and Vatira. He revealed, so to speak, their money and made it Hefker, but only, of course, as Tosis points out, for 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 damages. Tanya Namiachi. Sharshi Israel. We say this also in the Bible. Sharshi Israel Shanango. Sharshul Kanani Potter. A Shar of Israel that's no geach. A Shar of Kanani. Is Potter. Um, Michelle, Shosh Ganash, and Shosh Israel, and Tamamuan, Michelle Mazik Shams and Namar, Amen Vimodarets, Rav Vyatir going. The Omer, and it said the Brysa says, Hofim Haparam. So the Brysa brings down both reasons the reason of Rabbi Bo and the reason of Rabbi Yochanan. Okay? So the Mormon is going to ask, My the Omer. Okay? Hold on one moment. So let's continue. The Gemara says, "Maiva Omer." What, you, you, you brought the pasuk of Rabbi Vom. 
He wrote the Pesach of Rabbi Yochanan. Why do you need to say for Omer? What do you both speak for? This Pasuk Omad Vimodin Eretz Miboyle let Kidder of Masna who Kidder of Yosef. You'll need it for the teaching of Ramas and Yosef, which we are going to say later. I'll tell you what Ramasna said, what Yosef said. Tashman, Ophia Miharparan, Miparan Ophia Maman Israel. From the, from Paran, Hashem was revealed the moment of the Canaanites to call Yisrael. Okay? Um, let's see Rashi. Miparan, um, in ancient times, Kishasivev, when Hashem went around, when he offered his Torah to the whole, all the nations, they didn't accept it, which was a terrible, like a slap in the face, so to speak, to a Kaddish Baruch Okay? However, um, not necessarily, I might have thought that the verse means something else. So the Gemara brought a second passage. The Bryce brought a second passage. I mean, actually, the verse does mean something else. I'm going to have Yosef, I'm going to have Masna. Let's see what it is. Maidra of Masna. What teaching the Ramasna say to explain the Pasik differently than the Gemara just explained? The number of Masna. Ahmad, he got up. And he measured the land. Ra, he saw Mara. What do you see? Ra, Shevim, he saw the seven mitzvahs that Ben Noach uh, were commanded to do and they didn't keep. So what did he do? Ahmad the Higloosim Mayalad Masam. He went and 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 exiled them from their land. Which Canaanite nations did he exile? Take a look at Rashi. Third line from the top. The Higloosim Kagom Kaftorim. There was a nation that's brought in the Torah, in that's called Kaftorim Hayotzimi Kaftorim. Who could go on, uh, so they had to leave Kaftar because of this. Over Seir, and in Seir, Yashvachorim, the Chom were there, and until Bnei Esav destroyed them. And many of those nations, many of the nations were removed from their lands because they didn't keep the Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Noach. Okay? Okay. Now, um, all right, so that's what it says over here. Just so, umay mashma dahai v'yater lishna degluye. How do you know that the word v'yater is lishna degluye? It means to be exiled. Degluye who dechsev hacha v'yater goyim goyim uksev b'hem. It says by. In Parashat Shemini, when it talks about creepy crawly things, it has legs, l'nater bahen al ha'aretz, like grasshoppers, it has to, not there, is to jump around on the ground. What does it mean, matargam? Matargam, um, matargam l'kafsa bahon alara, by grasshoppers, it says it has um, legs, l'nater bahen al ha'aretz, to jump on the ground. So you see the word l'nater and vayater are the same words, and it means to be exiled. Okay. Um, that's Rabbi Masna. Maid of Yosef. What is Rabbi Yosef's um, drasha? Rabbi Yosef You'll notice, by the way, whenever there's targum or drashas, you'll always see, come out always, you'll see Rabbi Yosef's name. Because Rabbi Yosef was very, um, very well, the, 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 the targum, the explanations and the drashas, 
this was Rabbi Yosef's specialty, so to speak. He was very in, into drushes. Um, Rabbi Yosef, Ahmad v'yamodid Eretz. Ra, ma ra, same thing. Ma ra, ra, sheva mitzvah shkibbalayim b'nei noach. Sheva mitzvah that b'nei noach v'mekabal. Below kiyamam, yet they didn't keep them. Ahmad v'tiron lahem. Let's see what this means. On the surface, it means he said, he said, okay, Hashem said, you're not going to keep the Shevon saying, no, yeah, I'm not going to make command them for you any longer. So you won't have to keep them. Nothing more says that doesn't make sense. Is Guri Itkar. Tagar in Lashna Gemara means a merchant, a businessman. So it's Guri Yadkar means they did a good business, meaning they didn't keep the Shevon saying, so um, they profited. Hashem said, okay, I'm not going to make you responsible for it. That doesn't make any sense. We find that a chotet gets a reward. You do an Avera, and Hashem says it's not an Avera any longer. Mara says, that's not what it means. Amamar, Mareid Ravina. Loma, this teaches us, Shafilu, Mikayim and Osan, ain't Mikabal and Schar. If, even if they're Mikayim, the Shev Mitzvah, you don't receive any reward for that. Let's take a look at Rashi. Lomar shafilu mekaymanosam, ain mekabel zchah sharei, einam mitzuvim. They're not commanded any longer. Avu ma'on shen lo patron, but for an onesh they still are not patron. So they're not. We're going to. The Mara is going to modify this in a moment. But on this, this, and this iteration, Mara understands that Hashem took away the reward from from the from commanding them to do it. He took away the reward for them doing it. But punishment they receive. Alimara says, one second. How could that be that um, you, they don't receive any reward? Below, there's no reward of Tanya. And it says in the bright, so I'll be mayor Omer. Minayin, how do I know? Tafilu Nachri, even a guy, Vaosik Batara, who studies Torah, Shahu, Kikoin Gadol. He's tantamount to the Kohen Gadol. If he studies the precepts of Torah, he's he's great. Tamalomar, Ashiyasa. It doesn't mean that. You could teach a guy Tyra. That means on his own, a guy studies Tyra. It says about, in, in the Pasuk, it says that a person does them v'chaibahem. It says the word ha'adam. Ha'adam is the universal, is the word for universal man. Let's see what it says. It doesn't say ashiyasa Yisraelin. Or Levim or Kahanim doesn't say that. Ela Adam, even any person, a human. which is is like a Kohen Gadol. So you see that you can't tell me that a guy who does Shemus enough does not receive a reward. He does because a guy who studies Torah even and he's not even commanded. To study Torah receives reward. So Mara says, You don't, they, you're right, they get a reward, but they don't get a reward any longer as if they were commanded and fulfilled the reward. They got a reward as somebody who is not commanded and fulfills the reward. Rabbi said an assertion, a statement, Godel, I'm a Tzuvaviyosa. Greater is a person who is commanded to do and does more than a person who does who is not commanded and doesn't do. So 
if you have a mitzvah that you're not commanded to do, and you do it anyway, even though I would have conversely thought that you're not commanded to do it, you do it. So that makes you a chassid. That makes you um, better than the, the limit of the law. No, that a person was commanded to do a mitzvah and does it is greater than a person who does not, is not commanded to do a mitzvah and does it anyway. That's what the Kamara tells us. So the Gayim were, Hashem took away, they have to do the mitzvahs. If they don't do the Shem Hashanah, they get punished. But Hashem took away the schar of a commandment to do the mitzvah. And if they do it, it's, they only get the schar of Misha Eino Mitzvah as if they weren't commanded to do it. Were okay? the commandments taken away? I no. thought he threw in land. They can't be taken away. Mark said that that wouldn't make sense. They weren't taken away. But what does it mean he tearing lahem? Does that does that stay? That that's that's a havamina. Mark first says a tearing lahem. They were they were not. says that can't be. Comes out that a person does an avera in this car, he gains. Okay. It means you do an avera and Hashem takes it away. Yeah. No, that's, so that's not, from him. That's not the case, right? That's that's more than say that. What was taken away is the. Reward for a person that is a mitzvah and commanded to do the mitzvah. And the punishment is still there. Okay. Punishment is still there, yeah. So, what's it? Who, who do not keep the Shevah Mitzvah Noach are responsible. Go ahead. Does, any, does anybody comment on this far for why um, why it would be, uh, why it is, why, why this principle of, um, you know, if you're not commanded that, that it's a uh, that is not as good as somebody who is commanded and does the mitzvah and does the mitzvah. Oh, lots of people talk about it. Lots of people talk about it. Yes, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. Yes, um, not for right now. Is that um, is that only apply? Is that only apply to 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 the canonical? No, even to Jews. It Jews means that. Well. Let's say you have a person who's blind. Gemara says a person who's blind is put to me called the mitzvah. Not lavim. You're not you're not allowed to do any averos, but a person who is blind is putter from doing mitzvahs ase. But this yid who is blind wants to um, put on tefillin anyway, right? So he gets a mitzvah putting on tefillin. However, his mitzvah is not as great as a person who is not blind who is sightful and puts on tefillin. Okay, a woman who is putter from sitting in the sukkah and sits in the sukkah anyway, gets a mitzvah, but not the level of mitzvah as her husband who is required to sit in the sukkah. Well, I get, yeah. Okay. Just what's the, what's the understanding of that? What's the belief? What's the thought process behind that? Um, maybe in the beginning of next year, I'll I'll have you different Maramakomos to discuss it. But but everyone talks about this. Chaim Shmulevitz has a discussion about it, if I remember correctly. And uh, um, I don't know if it's here or elsewhere. Um, the Marsha, I think, talks about it. A lot of people talk about it. Anyway, let's see the next Gemara, which is fascinating. Tana Rabbanan. It says in, in uh, the Rabbanan saying, the Romans, who we don't know exactly 
when, what era this was. However, um, the, there was a period of time, as Rabbi Victor Miller says in his history book, where the Romans were fascinated with Judaism. And this was a time when idolatry was, yeah, people were, were looking at idolatry as a joke. So in, in the world at this time, if you think about it, there are only two religions. There was idolatry in all its various iterations, and there was Judaism. So either you were you, you believed in Judaism or you believed in idolatry, or you were just a complete old atheist, right? You believed in nothing at all. So idolatry was going out of fashion. People were beginning to realize how silly it was. So they were fascinated with Judaism. There was, Tacitus brings down, that the Romans made a law that anybody who converts to Judaism will be executed. Now, you, um, you, uh, they wouldn't have made such a law, says the Miller, unless it was actually a threat to them. The nobility were beginning to start to turn towards Judaism, and this was forbidden. They didn't let, uh, they didn't let them do this. Now, here's what happened during it was probably during that period, but it might have been different. The mother doesn't date it. There's a famous Gemara, the kingdom in Rome sent two, Sardiotos means like um, captains, officers, um, people who were, who, were, who were, obviously they were knowledgeable. Um, Eitzel, they're like professors, <laughs> people who knew what they were, they were, they were smart and analytical. Eitzel Chachm Yisrael, to the Chachm Yisrael, um, teach us uh, your Torah. Teach us. Now, the Rabbanon had no choice because they had, they were commanded by the Roman government. And if you don't listen to what the emperor says, then you are, by default, you are rebellious. And the emperor of Rome was not someone to be, to be trifled with. He could easily send the Roman legions to Eretz Yisrael and there would be a catastrophe. So, they taught Torah to, um, you know, you don't find that we teach Torah to non-Jews. Like Ramirez said before, if they want to learn on their own, they get schar. But teaching, this is not us. Um, so the Sardiotas came to the Chacham Yisrael. Lamdunu Teraschem, teach us your Torah. Karu v'shanu v'shilshu. They learned it. They chazed it. They learned it a third time. And they went through the Torah. They said like this, Bishas Petirasan, when they were leaving to go back to Rome, Amru, they said, We analyze your entire Torah, the Emesu, and your Torah is, 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 is true. Chutzmi Davazek, except for one thing. Shatem Omrim, you say, Shoshi Yisrael Shnagos Shoshi Kanani Potter. Every Yiddish Shor damages the Shor of Kanani is Potter. Bishal Kanani, Shnagos Shoshi Yisrael, but Kanani then damages the Shor of Yisrael. Whether it's a Tom or a Muin, you pay Nazik, Nazik Shalim. So they said, If Re'eh was serious, then even a Kanani that damages Israel should be Pater. Kanakal Israel, Li Pater should be Pater. Re'eh loved Dafka, Re'eh was not Dafka. Filu means that, that it doesn't mean really Re'eh or Fidi Israel. Kanakal Kanani, Li Chayev should be Chayev. But Dovrza, we're not going to tell this back to the kingdom because we don't want to. We don't want to cause you any strife. 
They were so impressed. Take a look at Rashi. Limadnum Taraschem. Um they didn't explain the reason for it. That the money of a Kanani, as far as um, as as far as um, as damage is concerned, is mipnea sakana, is because of sakana. They didn't want them to extrapolate uh, things from there, and it would bring a sakana to place. They don't extrapolate to their own kingdom to Rome, and it would be a Come to a sakana, which just just the thing which which uh, puzzles me is why did they teach them that in the first place? Why don't they just um, 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 why don't they just just skip that law? I don't know. Take a look at Tosos. The second Tosos is in the bottom. Um, actually, take a look at the third Tosos in the bottom. But Mayor had said. That a non-Jew who learns Torah is like a coin goggle. Now, what's why this lashon coin goggle? How do not haray who could coin goggle? How do not could coin goggle? Why does it say coin goggle? Bishum the darshinim besota, yikarihimi pninim. Torah is greater than pninim. On the surface, means pearls, but the Gemara explains homiletically that it's yikarihimi pninim, mi coin goggle. Even from a coin goggle. It goes in and in again, meaning Kongodal Yom Kippur goes inside the Kodesh and then further into the Kodesh HaKadosh Mipninim, in within an in, an interior within an interior. That's the Kodesh HaKadosh. So the Torah is even greater, studying Torah is even greater than that. Now let's take a look at the next houses. Karu Vishanu Vishilshu. They taught them and they repeated it and they even repeated it another time. He who teaches Torah to a non-Jew over Ba'ase, you transgress a positive commandment. You, uh, you're supposed to say over Torah to Klai Yisrael. It's not given to non-Jews. You, if they want to learn it on their own, fine, but you're not allowed to teach it to them. So says, you're right. They did it against the will because of the Moshe, the dictator, the emperor. You you don't have to give up your life for such a thing. Okay? Um, Give your life for such a thing. Inami says those different terrors. Also, Atzman Gerim. They made themselves Gerim. Meaning, they appeared like Gerim, or they actually made themselves Gerim. They became Gerim. So there wasn't any prohibition at all of teaching them Torah. Okay. This is a very well-known Gemara. Let's see a little further. Rav Shmuel Baryu, this is... <laughs> you want to talk about a politically incorrect Gemara? This is it. It's wonderful. You see the the purity of Chazal here. The absolute purity just shines forth in this Gemara. Listen to this Gemara. Shmuel Bar Yehuda. Shmuel Yehuda obviously is an Amor who's mentioned in the Gemara. He's a great man. Shechivalei Barata. His daughter passed away. A tragedy, a terrible tragedy. He's sitting Shiva. Amulu Rabbanan. Amulu Rabbanan. The Rabbanan said to one another. And the Rabbanan said to, I'm sorry, to Ula. To Ula. 
Kim, come, get up, let's go. Let's go and comfort him. There's a mitzvah of, of um, being Menachem Abel during a person's shiva. Let's go and be Menachem Abel. Amalahu, so Ula says to them, Mayusli, Gabi Nechemta de Bavloi. Ula said, Ula had come from Eretz Yisrael. He said, Why do I have any connection to the, I'm not interested in, in, in comforting him with you because I don't like the way, Mayusli, uh, it means, what do I have with the comfort statements of the Bavloyim? The gidufahu, it's 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 apicorsis, it's it's blasphemous. Meaning, what, what, I I don't agree at all with the way you comfort people. It's it's <laughs> apicorsis. Why? The army. This is what you say. Mayav shalom like you say to the person. No, you know you say in Yiddish. Vos What can we do? Unfortunately, there's nothing to do. Right? Which means he says af shalom if there'll be something to do about it, Avdi, you would you would be able to do something about it. How can you go against the will of a Kaddish Baruch There's nothing to, uh, to, um, to 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 question Hashem. Look at Rashi. You could do for the last Rashi. Klapi Milo. It's it's uh it's you being Magadif. You're you're, you're blaspheming to, to heaven. So here's what what he says. He went himself. He went himself, Ula went himself to Shmuel ben Yehuda, and this is what he said. Amalei says, Hashem. Hashem said, Moav, don't stress Tsar Moav, and don't um, and don't start up with them at all. Okay? Now, Hashem said, don't start with Moav. Why would Moab have thought to Actually, why would Moshe have thought to attack Moab? Shalom without permission. Meaning, uh, Moab was not in Eretz Yisrael. There was no reason for Moshe to start up with Moab. No purpose for it at all. Why would he go out of his way to fight Moshe? Wouldn't he, would, would to fight Moab, wouldn't he have asked Rishus from Hashem? But Hashem had to warn him in advance, don't do it. Why? Moshe made on his own a Kalvachomer. And he said like this. The Midyanim who enticed Klai Yisrael to sin, the, the, the Moab and the Midyanim together enticed Klai Yisrael to sin in the story of Zimri ben Soloi, and as a result, 24,000 men were died. Shalobo el Azar is Moab. Who were the principals here? It was Moab, right? If you look in the beginning of, of Parshas, Parshas Balak, Bayar Balak Ben Sipar, then says, Ubalak Ben Sipar Melech, the Moav Baisi. Balak Ben Sipar was the king of Moab. So who were the principals here? Moab went to Midian. Moab went to went to sent uh, emissaries down to Bilam. So the principals here were Moab. Umah Midian Shlabawil Lazarus Moab. Amratora Suror Esamidian and Vikisamosa. Um Midjan only came to Moab and said to help Moab. Yet Hashem says, Swaras Midjanim, cause them stress, Mikizamosam, and hit them. Moabim Atzman, the Moabim themselves, Lamachasim the base. Lo Koshkain, shouldn't we hit and destroy the uh the Moabim? So Hashem said, No, don't do it. Amalak Alishbah Hashem said to him, Lokush al Saldaitha, al Sadaiti, not the way you think, is the way I think. 
Stay, pray those tovos, two doves, pigeons, two precious um, gozos, like pigeons. Yeshli, I have. Lahotzi mehen, to bring out of them. Who are they? Rus Moavis, Rus from Moav, Vinama Haamonis, Rus that came from Moav, and Nama, the wife uh, that, that, of Shlomo, came from Ammon. Now, that's what he said. So therefore, Hashem spared the nation of Moab and of Ammon also, um, not to be not to be harmed by Klai Yisrael, because in the future, many generations later, he's going to bring forth Rus from Moab and Nama from, from Ammon. Now, says Ula to Rabbi Shmuel Yehuda, okay? Ula says this to Rabbi Shmuel Yehuda, sitting shiva for his daughter. He says, Bodvarm Kabachomer. It's certainly a Kabachomer. Oman Bishvil Shtei Pray Dos Tovas. Because of two doves, so to speak, two tzidkanios. Chasam Kadosh Baruch Hu Abbez Omos Gedolos. Hashem spared two entire nations for the sake of two tzidkanios that are going to come out of them. Didn't destroy them. Bito shall Rebbe, the daughter of the Rebbe of Yehuda Rishmul, Shmuel Rishmul, I mean, in Kesherahi, had she been kosher, Veruyahi, Lotzeis, Mimena Davratov, and it would have been worthy of her to come out of her anything good, Al Achaz Kama Vakama, the Hayachaya, certainly she would have lived. That's what Ula said. So you see the, the purity of Chazal. You don't find that of Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda throwing him out for insensitivity. He understood that what he was saying was, according to the way he understood, completely correct. This is what, this is truth. This is Emes. And the, the Chazal never shied away from the Emes. So this is the way Ula um, was Menachem Oval, Rav Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda. Let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi's on top. Moavim, um, Atzman, the Moavim themselves, right? They began the destruction of Klai Yisrael. They hired Bilam. Parados, Rashi says, goes lost. Two doves, two tzitkanios. Vito Sharebi, the daughter of Rebbe of Shmuel Rebbe Yudim, Ruya, the Zerakasha. Had she been worthy of Zerakasha? Allah has come of a Kama, Shechayusa. I'm sorry. Certainly she would have lived. And that's the that's the way he was. Uh, he was Menachem then. So, these are all very fascinating Gemaras, and um, this was a this was a truth that Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda accepted. This is what Ula said. Fascinating. We're going to have to stop here because um, Meirav is at nine thirty, and Amir Shem will continue on the subject of Rus uh, of of Moav and and Amon. Uh, Amir Shem next week.